Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to episode 12 of Afterwork Drinks, a weekly podcast where two journalists and best friends, Isabel Truman and Grace O'Neill, debrief over the week that was over a bottle of red wine. Oh, adding in the episode number this week, I know. are we? Shaking it's, it up. It's because that's three months. It's Oh my God, it is. Mm. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary, darling. How exciting. <laughs> Our first trimester of Afterwork Drinks. Yeah. And it's funny because I um, wanted to giggle through that because... Anton the other day was just like, why do you always refer to Grace as your best friend? <laughs> like, why can't she just be your friend? No, it's important to put the caveat on or people might just think we're like acquaintances. Yeah. Yeah. It's like how I introduce you at work sometimes to like people in a professional capacity. I'm like, this is Izzy. She works at my clip and she's my best friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And side note, more importantly. Yeah. How are you? I'm good. I feel very like. I don't know, like happy this week. I just think I'm reflecting on the year that was Mm -hmm. and it was quite a good year. Yeah. I always do that. And I always feel like you can so easily pull out the bad parts of a year. So like I can, I can usually in a year be like, oh, this year was crap because I don't know, this happened or that happened. Yes. But this year I've started just looking at it, like at all of the positive things that have happened. Yeah. I looked at all the positive things. I was like, so many good things happened this year. Like. What a, what a good year. And the longest year ever. Like, I love this tidbit that the that Black Panther came out this year. Yeah. The movie. Like, doesn't that feel like four years <laughs> yes. ago? So much. Even, like, Brett Kavanaugh feels like four years ago. Like, this year's just... But so I much feel has like... Happened. I feel like so much has happened, but it has gone so fast. Mm. Like, I'm still shocked that it's Christmas and, like, two weeks. Yeah. And, mm. you know, I always used to think when Donald Trump got elected, like, I can't believe that he'll be there till 2020 like that's so crazy and now it's like 2019 and three weeks yeah, you know so like it just flies time time flies so kanye next yeah <laughs> yeah how's your week what's happened um 
so what's happened? I have I finished Ariel Levy's book. I'm gonna lend it to you. I think you'll like it. It's called The Rules Do Not Apply. What's it about? It's like a sort of memoir, but it's she's a New Yorker writer and she wrote this really harrowing account of having a miscarriage in Mongolia, weirdly. But it's like super fucked up for the New Yorker. And then I read that and was like, oh my god. And then she I read that she turned it into a book. It, what what it's really about, which I really like, is that she's talking about her life. She was married to her wife for like 10 years, was super happy, had a great career. They had this great house in like the Hamptons and just had this perfect life. And then it all sort of imploded when she got to 40 and she tried to get pregnant at 38 and she had the miscarriage because she'd been wanting to travel one last time for work and that was kind of... Oh no. What she thinks set it off. And then she came back and her wife had been secretly, she thought her wife had like battled her alcohol addiction, but she'd been secretly drinking for like the whole course of the last two years. And she was in debt. It was just all these things exploded. And she was basically talking about how like she'd been brought up with this feminist line in the 90s and 2000s of you can have everything. You're entitled to have a fantastic career and the perfect marriage and have a child when you want to science is helping you medicine is helping you everything's free and easy and she kind of had to learn the really hard way that you like that's kind of bullshit which we've talked about Mm. a bit before but she just said that she she felt like she'd been fed a lie and then she got to this point at 40 where that's such a huge thing as well with women um and freezing their eggs Mm. and the way they market it is like this is your you know way that you can work for 10 years longer, this is just like you can have a child whenever you want. And so, so, so many times women who freeze their eggs come to use them and none of them work. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And then they're just fucked. And they would have, like, if it was between having children or or having them later, wait, having? Yeah, yeah. You know, not having yes. them at all, they would have had them back then. But exactly. Like, and she just said the devastation that people have is just so massive and people yeah are kind of like i don't care about my job that much like I, you know like i care about my job and i want to have a career mm. but like i wouldn't sacrifice yeah. having kids or sacrifice the like tens of thousands of dollars i've had to spend on ivf and all the heartache of like it working and then not you know like mm. it's, it would be so hard i always yes. think about that with children i think that now we're very informed about it so she was like it's not to say that it's the wrong decision to put off having kids it's like we just get now that like there are just biological factors and that mm. you kind of have to think about it in a smarter way. Whereas I think her generation were literally told like you can do both, like scientifically you can do both. And yeah, then they right. were all let, let down by it kind of thing. Because now it, it's such a funny thing. Like I used to just be like, oh, do you want kids to whoever I talked to or whatever? And I would never say that to people now because I'm not sure whether they're struggling or whether yes. they can't or whether anything like that. And then with like me myself not knowing when or sort of maybe if mm. I do I would never say that to people because I worried that people would think that I was ungrateful and like yeah, who, yeah. who are you to decide you don't even know if you have that choice yeah it's such like a it's, huge thing it would it's and like seeing people go through that people mm. who are close to both of us yes oh my god so horrible like the, the people who would just be the most incredible parents mm. who can't get pregnant and you're like what literally why universe yeah so many dickheads have kids. Um, I have been absorbing nothing really. <laughs> You're on a bit of a like mini holiday, right? Um, mini holiday slash first foray into parenting. Yes. Um, so my 
17 year old sister and her girlfriend Molly are here from New Zealand and it is so great to see her but it is just crazy having teenage children for the week it's it's funny because I'm like oh like 17 is like similar to us and then I just saw them but I'm like kids never seem younger you just feel older yeah, but it, like, it's funny because she seems so grown up in so many ways. Yeah. Like, I just think of her as a child because she's always been my baby sister. Yeah. But, um, you know, for her to even be in, like, a year-long relationship and her going to uni next year and studying oh. medicine and things like that. And she can drive. Like, I was so shocked that she could drive. And <sighs> then I was like, wait. Drive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, things like that. But then in other ways, you're like, oh, you still have to very much, like, look after them. Which yes. is fine and fun. But I'm like, stop eating everything in the fucking house and wait for dinner and go and do your homework and go and sit in your room for 10 minutes and think about what you've done so I can get some peace and quiet. I love it. Mm. It's a good road test. Yes. Um, but the one thing that I finally finished listening to, which I don't know why I didn't listen to completely at the time, was um, Julia Roberts on Goop. Oh, was it amazing? Yeah. I feel like it's the real meeting of two great minds. Yeah, and yeah. they're like good friends. Ugh. But um, I'd list, I'd started listening to it ages ago, and it's funny because, as I've mentioned before, I'm obsessed with Julia Roberts. Um, and then I kind of just put it on hold. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I went back to it. It's just so good, and you know Julia Roberts laugh how she kind of like throws her head back, mm, and it's just so you loud. Can hit, you can see the smile. Yeah. yeah. Um, what did you think of Gwyneth in- interviewing? It was good. She was like super fangirl, but Love. I like was like, I'm with you all the way. And everything yeah. she was saying, she was like, Pretty Woman is definitely the best film in history. It's true. Yeah. And Julia Roberts was just like, oh, I don't know. And she was like, <laughs> it is true. Every single person who saw that movie fell in love with you. That's a fact. Yeah. And, and like, she was just saying the truth. I love. Do you think that you're the Julia and I'm the Gwyneth? Probably. Yeah, I feel that. <laughs> I'm happy with that. I feel like we're both pleased with that. Yeah, we're yeah. both pleased. Yeah. Did you invent yoga? Yes. <laughs> you definitely didn't. I don't know if you're but much of a I'm not Gwyneth actually much of a Gwyneth. I'm like Gwyneth that. in the 90s when she was still like yeah. smoking and drinking yeah. and wearing like satin pants. Yeah, you're not Goop Gwyn. <laughs> I'm yet to become Goop Gwyn. Yes. It's in, my, it's in the stars. <laughs> I also feel like you will be very excited by Meghan Markle's appearance at the Fashion Awards today. Yes. She was luminous. I'm on annual leave and my boss messaged me and was like, can you get off the Instagram? Because <laughs> I was just posting about Meghan Markle. <laughs> and she was like, we had to delete the one we posted because you had just like... Can you get off the Instagram and start posting like back-to-back pictures of Meghan? Yeah. Yeah. She looked heaven. Yeah. I haven't um heard her speech. I haven't either. Oh, I just okay. thought it was such a good, like, it was the best, like, PR move for her. Yeah. To, like, in that moment, just look radiant and beautiful and stylish and... Yeah, just... she's just... I think it was a very, like, hello, I'm my own person. This is my world. Yes, exactly. And also, it just, like, reaffirmed me as, like, hashtag Team Megan. Yeah. In their supposed feud. I can't believe another staff member's quit. <laughs> Have they? Yeah. Oh my god. Overnight, like someone who'd worked at the palace for seventeen. I just years. cannot stop thinking about this feud. Like I just, it's taken up my whole brain for the past week. The funny thing is, as I realised, um, I was listening to one of our old episodes. I realised how back and forth we've been on it. Yeah, we have flip flopped on her a lot. I think yeah. I've, I've, I've done my research, and I'm very firmly <laughs> Team Megan. We flipped flopped. We flipped flopped on her just speaking. So like when it first came out, we were like, oh, as if. The press just likes reporting on anything. Yes. Then I was like, oh, by the way, 
I know for a fact this yes, happened. Yes. <laughs> and then now we're like, oh, we don't. I just, I think that what they're saying about her being um, intense or whatever is yes, true. Same. I don't think that like they're lying, but no. I think that it's fine for her to be like that. I also think that like American directness comes across as rude to really yep. old school English people and that it's not. Well, she just, they just Rude. said she gets up at 5am and wants to do her job and wants to figure out ways to like, do the, things. the air freshener report? It's my favourite thing I've ever uh-uh. read. That she reportedly um, thought it was, it smelt too musty in the chapel. So she asked if they could fill it with air fresheners and the palace were like, before the wedding. And the palace were like, if it's good enough for seven centuries of English monarchs, it's good enough for oh Meghan Markle. Oh God. <laughs> I was like heaven. It's just such deep, like such a diva move. No, I feel like she wouldn't think that though. She would just be like, "Oh, it smells a bit funny. Let's put you like you know what I yes. mean." I feel like she's very Everything's just being misinterpreted. That's why I feel like I'm Team Megan. I feel like she's just being herself, and she that that they don't like it, so they're trying to orchestrate a takedown. Yeah, and I used to think we would get along as friends, but now I don't really think I really like her. But I just don't think we'd get along as friends. I'm I think she'd be that friend like that. that like wanted to get up early and, and like, go on walks, go for a hike while mm. you're on holiday. Yeah, no, yeah, not our vibe. No, but vibe. then I saw pictures. I've been doing a deep dive, and I saw pictures of her Jamaican wedding in 2011, and yeah, it looks really shoes fun. Off. Shoes off, beer pong, wheelbarrow races. It was like a four day party, and apparently mm-hmm. there was Aww. Frankie. Sorry, we're finishing there tonight, folks. My cat's yeah. just walked in, and that's the end of the show. Um, no, so on to our first topic of the night, which is very sad. And it's something that I stupidly didn't even really bring up with you because I thought it was such a New Zealand-centric thing because, obviously, being from New Zealand and all my friends being from there, I've been hearing so, so, so much right. about it. Yes. Um, but Grace Mullane, who is the 22-year-old... British backpacker who was in New Zealand um, on her OE and she'd been there for just less than two weeks. And on the eve of her 22nd birthday, she was murdered. And it's so horrible. Police found the body um, on December 9th. So what's that? Two days ago. Yeah. And she went missing on December 1st and a 26-year-old man has been charged with her murder who – it hasn't actually been confirmed that they met on a dating app, but – sources say they met on a dating app and also she just arrived in the country and he was on dating apps and they... there, yeah there's something about the people at the hostel that she was with were like yeah. she was texting a guy and was yeah. like i'm going to meet up with a guy yeah and but there was all this footage of them at um sky city the casino yeah yeah so the, um, this, the thing about this is why i thought i mean yeah i think it's become a huge international story not surprisingly, but kind of surprisingly in that, like, these things are very sadly common. Yeah. But I think it's captured people's attention, firstly, because it's just so fucking horrific, but secondly, because it's sparked this weird conversation about, like, dating apps and how to be safe while dating online and all this stuff and, like, all the articles I was reading, like, I was reading on, like, news.com.au and stuff and they had these embedded videos, like, how to stay safe online and I was kind of, oh like... God. I don't think that was the problem here. Like, No, the problem is a guy wanting to murder a girl. It's never okay to, like, victim blame and to put the onus back on the girl. But I think there are, like, situations where, you know, people will be like, don't hitchhike late at night or, don't, you know, where it's kind of like, that is just good advice. You yeah. know? But with this, it was like, she told people she was meeting up with a guy. 
She went to somewhere very public. Mm. She was at somewhere full of security cameras. She, it wasn't like this reckless thing where she like went and met some guy she hadn't like from Tinder in a dark alleyway down the corner of a, you know, like yeah. nothing about her decision making that night had anything to do with what happened. Yeah, and the thing is, it's like I just feel like we are so aware anyway. All the time. Like, for example, Friday night. This just reminded me of Friday night so much when me and you and our friend Ella went out for dinner and I lived a 10-minute walk away from dinner, but we'd finished up at, like, 10.30. Mm. And I was saying to you, we were standing outside the restaurant and I was like, do I just walk home? It just seems stupid to get an Uber when it's this close. Yeah. Um. Do I just walk? Do I just walk? I feel scared, but it's probably fine. Yes. And you guys were just, and Ella was like, look, I'm getting an Uber. Just, I'll drop you home on the way. Yeah. Don't and I worry. was like, imagine if something happens to you, how like bad we'd all feel. Cause we've been like, yeah, just walk home. Like just, it's yeah. always worth yeah. doing the safer option. And my phone was dead, but I, but yes. I was like, I walk this walk every day. It's 10 minutes. It's only 10 30 on a Friday. I'm sure I'll be fine. Yeah. But still I got an Uber and it's like, we're always thinking of those things. Yes. We're never like as women not thinking. Exactly. That's like the conversations about how women can better protect themselves. It's like women are in that mode every living mm. minute of every single day. Yeah. Like even in the broad daylight in the middle of the city, like if you get a weird vibe off some guy mm. who's like, I don't know, like homeless or a drug addict or something like my, one of my really good friends, Leah was followed around the middle of the Sydney CBD by a homeless guy who was like literally grabbing her ass and like like chasing her, touching her, and no one in the whole city did anything to stop him. It was like so it crazy. was crazy. Like I was when I was going home from walking home from high school, um, I was chased by in a by a car with three guys in it. Oh my god! And they were slowly circling me, and it was to the point where like this is so weird. I've never even really like I kind of just forgot this happened until now. Um, but they were slowly circling around these suburban streets. I wasn't on like a main road, but it was. 4 p.m. and I was in my high school uniform and they were circling. They were yelling things out. I can't remember exactly what they were yelling, but something fucked. And um, on the last circle, I was like, I can't let them know where I live because no one was home. And I was like, what if they come to the door? Like, what the fuck am I going to do? I was just walking and ignoring them and I had my head down and I wasn't, like, engaging. And the last time they circled, I sprinted because I knew that they were turning around (sighs) to come back. And I sprinted inside, ran through the door, locked the door and lay on the ground. Oh, my God. And it's, like, obviously, in hindsight, you're like, oh, you should have called the police and gotten the number plate and things like that. But you just don't think of that. You're just like, okay, safety. Like, how yes. do I get to safety? Exactly. Um, But, obviously, things like that have happened to us forever. Like, Anton was so surprised when Eurydice Dixon, um, the Melbourne comedian who was murdered walking home um, after, like, a show one night. And it was yeah. midnight in the park earlier this year. Um, When she died, I was, like, really, really upset and also the police at that time were like, yeah. women need to be safer. And like, I don't know. I was just like, yeah. I just, that just annoyed me so much because I was yeah. like, we are fucking safe. And I was at home and I think I was crying and I was like, it's crazy that I leave work at 5.30 p.m. Yeah. And I'm conscious of walking to my car. Yes. It's just not fucking fear. No, that was like that thing that I sent you. Actually, I should get that up. There was a really good uh, piece on the website, villainess.com. 
And um, a passage of it is, as women, most of us live our lives consciously and subconsciously trying to protect ourselves from danger. We walk down main roads even when a shortcut down a less populated alley would get us to our destination quicker. We tell our friends to send a message to let us know that they've got home safe at the end of the night. We think about how well lit and visible our parking spaces will be later if we're parking before the sun goes down and going to a movie. Most of the time, we don't even think about these things consciously. They just become a part of the subconscious checklist that comes with being a woman. So that's a really good summary. It's just, of... Like watching out for bad men has been ingrained in us since we were children. When I started looking into this in depth, when we decided we we're going to talk about it, it just made me feel so angry. Yes. Just anger. Because yeah. I'm just like, it's just not fear. She's like, Grace is a girl who would have had the exact same like aspirations and plans and goals and dreams and whatever as us you know what Mm. i mean like there's nothing different to her to any other girl our age i know and there's literally it's like the most senseless it's like like jill ma yeah it's just she did it's not even about doing things wrong or not doing things wrong and whatever it's just like it's just so so senseless and it comes from no other place than like an underlying sexual with woman yeah Yeah, like there's just no other cause for it Mm. um yeah, so like Jill Ma walks home along a brightly lit street yeah. in Melbourne, one of the most populated streets, calls her brother. Yeah. Because she, she's like still aware that she's walking 10 minutes to her house along a brightly lit street. Yeah. Still gets murdered. Yeah. And yeah, that was a guy who'd like been previously convicted of rape. It's like, yeah. You just can't watch, you can't stop someone like that if they're coming after no, you. No, there's nothing you can do. Like, I've done stuff like. I walked home once from a nightclub and I hadn't really been drinking and I left early because everyone was like having a loose night. So I was like, I just want to go home. And I was like putting music in and I was like, I'm just going to walk until I get bored of walking. Then I'll get in a cab. And I was walking down Parramatta Road, which is like the busiest road mm. in. It's, it's a main the busiest road, road in Sydney, but yeah. it's like one of the busiest roads in Sydney at like midnight. But it was like cars going every direction, fully lit, like near Broadway, like so busy. Mm-hmm. Um, and this dude was just like in like walking towards me and he's, I could see he was like trying to say something to me and I was just ignoring him and he literally like, grabbed my arm and like grabbed me to pull me like into a, it was like a sort of, oh my God, like alleyway type thing. And then I just like broke free and ran across the road and jumped in a taxi straight away. But I'm like, I didn't even bat an eyelid after that. And then when I told like people about it, people were like, oh my God, why were you walking home? And I'm like... I, you know yeah. that I've never, I don't even think I've ever said this to you, but I freak out that you wear those huge um, headphones. headphones. Really? Yeah, I yeah. would never. Really? I walk, even when I have the little headphones, I walk with one out wow. at night because I'm too worried that I won't be able to hear someone coming. Yeah. I've had like walking from the train station to my house, like dudes pull up in a car and like screw, like, mm. you, like where you, you're super vulnerable. We've had like... If we sat here and listed all the fucked up things that Have had happened. happened, we'd be here all night. But I know. it's like these things aren't one-offs. They're not cre- – it's like – It's the- not this, just this one guy who thought, oh, I'm going to – you know, like, it's not this not one guy one that had an issue. There's guy. so many. Yeah. And another um, thing I noticed because, like, it, I don't know, I feel like this weird connection with New Zealand at the moment because a lot of my friends are sharing just just everyone and even Jacinda Ardern, like, yeah. teared up today when yeah. she was – talking about it and she apologized to the family which was yeah super sad you know? um you know she was like your little girl should have been safe here yeah just and Arden tearing up a lot of my friends sharing posts on social media about it it makes me kind of feel 
even more connected to it in a yes. way. And um, my friend's uh, boyfriend, sorry, husband, actually put up a, a thing on his story yesterday and he wrote, his name's Clint Roberts. <laughs> I'll just credit him for yeah. his beautiful words. Um, he wrote, men, if you're angry about what happened to Grace Mullane, remember it was a man who did this to her. A man who, somewhere along the line, was allowed to think that women are objects for men to own and to destroy. He would have expressed that belief in his words, actions, or attitude long before December 1, and he would have done that around other men. We've all heard, maybe even said derogatory thing about things about women before. At work, footy, or with our mates, but it has to stop. It's our job as men to call that shit out for what it is, woman-hating, and tell other men that it's not okay. I know that it's a big leap from calling a woman a slut to killing her, but it comes from the same place, and it has to stop. Stand up, be a man, make a difference. Yes, I love that. I think that's so fucking on point and so relevant to this because these things are always patterns of behavior. They don't come out of nowhere. It's like, guys who did that thing to you, driving around yeah. to make you feel scared mm. who knows what they would have done or wouldn't have done but like that's one stop and then the next stop is something else and then mm. the next stop is something else and the time that you make a joke about a girl being a slut when you're 14 and all your mates laugh along even if half of them don't find it funny and they're just worried about not yeah. being with the boys that's how it starts and that thing builds up for years and years and years and your attitude becomes so warped that it's actually the straw that broke the camel's back and you get like this beautiful young girl who's the victim of it it's just crazy. It was like in that People versus OJ show. Um, actually, I don't remember if it was in the show, but I was listening to like interviews with jurors about who did the OJ Simpson trial. And a bunch of them were like, the, the prosecutor. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. You'd have kept trying to say that, like, because he'd done domestic violence... Therefore, he killed her. Like, whereas we were like, that's such a huge leap. Like, it's so different. And what? whereas we now know, like, this is the 90s, like, whereas we now know that it's like an oh escalating pattern of behavior. And that's As if much that's more such likely. a huge leap. But like, well, yeah, they were like, in the thing, they're like, it's such a huge difference between like knocking someone about when you're angry and killing them that like them trying to put those two together seemed so outlandish. And wow. Yeah, it's crazy. That's how people still think now to the extent of like people don't think that being really gross in the way that you talk or about really leads sexist. to a physical or mm. sexual act of violence. Like people don't see the connection. And that's why when it's so frustrating when men don't want to get involved with this because they think that they're like, yeah, if my friend raped someone, obviously I wouldn't talk to him or whatever or like obviously i would stop him like you know where it's like but they wouldn't stop them making a seedy joke or saying something really yeah. weird yeah they or, don't want to be awkward and call them out 
yeah, they're like, obviously, they did this, but it's like, why does it have to get to the point where they murder someone or rape someone before you step yeah. in? Like, step in when they're just saying fucking creepy, weird stuff about girls. I've been in conversations where guys have been like, yeah, that dude, like, this guy who I know they're all, like, friends with or would be nice to or, like, no, got super weird at this party that night and was, like, joking about looking for a girl to get, who was looking for the girl that was blackout drunk so he could... Like, oh my god you know like not even saying so yeah. he could do whatever but making that kind of joke mm. and i was like i bet now you're like yeah he's so so weird and at the time everyone just laughed along yeah. you know whereas like why was no one like what the fuck you know like like literally what the fuck like what the fuck is wrong with you for saying that that's so weird and everyone didn't talk to him for the rest of the night and then he would go home and be like oh that was you wrong can't to say, say things like that otherwise you'll be socially ostracized and then if you ask every single guy that laughed along each of them would be like yeah that was really fucked yeah or they'd go home and tell their girlfriend and yes. be like that was so weird blah blah tonight he's such a creep yes. he's so seedy and all of them would have but to him all the guys just laughed at it so it's fine oh you know like this I is literally deal. how these things start so this is why like the conversation has to start with men like and men are like well it's not all men not all men it's like it's not all men that are doing it but there was a really good malcolm turnbull quote that he had i love malcolm Miss him. I, don't, I don't know much about yeah <laughs> australian I politics q a thing and he said that his wife always says that um disrespecting women doesn't always lead to violence but all violence starts with disrespecting women yeah you know um, like not everyone who makes a gross sexist comment is going to kill someone but everyone who's killed someone has at some point made a gross sexist comment yes you know and I, and I was, like, got in this deep hole today of um the guy that posted that because he works on the radio in New Zealand. Yeah. um And so he has quite a few followers and heaps of people were replying. And most of them were, like, these lovely men being, like, I've got a teenage daughter. I really want to mm. – like, they were, like, we're not perfect, but we want to make an effort, all these, like, lovely yeah. things. And then there were these douchebags being, like, oh, why are we saying it's men? Like, it's, you know, women commit violence too. Or like, of course, like, of course, some women have committed yeah, violence just look before. At the fucking like, what statistics. are you talking about? Like, that's not the conversation. Yeah, but also the conversation is like triple the amount of men kill women than women kill men. Oh so God, what is the more. issue? Yeah, like, just I understand how like Instagram wars or like social I media know. wars can start with idiots like that, but it's like it's just not even worth. It is just an element of like not wanting to address your own behavior. Like, seeing a report and a guy f- freaking out because he's like, well, I'm not a rapist. Why are you trying to say all men are rapists? But it's just like have the self-awareness to have, go one step further and realize this the whole issue is not about you as an individual. Yeah. Like who gives a shit about you? It's about something so much like bigger and more important. God, it was sad watching her dad. Oh my God, talk. it broke my heart. It was just so, so awful. I just can't imagine anything worse than the feeling of like she's missing and, like, just having that gut, like, don't let it be this, don't let it – and just knowing you would and know, then it yeah. happening. It, like, it just makes me so sick. It just makes me so sick. Yeah, and they said that she contacted them every day. What would be horrible for me as a parent would be not knowing what happened because you'll never know exactly what happened because he will never tell. I read this book by – um, I don't yeah. really know what the takeaway is. I certainly don't want to – insinuate that grace should have done anything differently like it's no, just a tragedy absolutely. it's yeah. just something we would all do yeah I've, exactly. I've, like so everyone has gone and met someone on dating oh app. my god Every, like everyone i remember like i did it with a guy once and i he was fine like he was he didn't give me like a super creepy vibe or anything but he was just like it wasn't like a thing and he wanted to walk me home yeah and no, i was kind was of like about. yeah that was, that was weird it was weirder afterwards 
at, at the time I was like, okay, we're just not like, you know, I'm not going to see this guy again, but he wasn't giving me like a vibe that I should be scared or anything. You know what I mean? Mm. But then he kind of, we had realized that we lived very close to each other. So he made a point of walking me home and I was like, how do I get out of this? I don't know how to get out of this, you know? And then mm. he walked me home and then I messaged him to say that I wasn't keen. And then he got like super aggressive and was like, yeah, really aggressive. And, all this stuff. and we were both like, I can't believe he now knows where you live. Exactly. And then we freaked out about it. And it's like, uh, it's so hard to navigate that because at the moment, at the time when he was like, I'll just walk you home. Like you, you feel crazy to yep. be like, no, you're not going to walk me home. Even though I live yes. three minutes from this. There's bar. so many situations yeah. where you, where you feel like you're going to sound crazy for doing something that you just feel is safe. Yes. Like exactly. even with you guys on Friday, obviously you're my good friend, so I didn't care, but I was still like, I feel like I sound like I'm being paranoid by saying I'm too, like I said to you, I was like, I'm scared. Yes. And I was like, I just feel scared. Yes. And I was like, I, I feel stupid for saying that because it's 1030 on a, like in the middle of the city and I live like right around the corner, but I'm too yeah. scared. Like, and imagine saying that just to, you know, when you didn't feel comfortable. Yes, but there's no real reason that like, they haven't done anything. But it's I listened to a really good podcast. Um, it was on the Sam Harris podcast, and he interviewed like a violence expert. He's like a violent, uh, an expert on the psychology of violence, and he was saying that in his experience, people who he's interviewed hundreds of people that have narrowly avoided like being murdered or being, you know, held up in a robbery or being raped. And and the thing that all of them have in common, especially women, is they've had some sort of instinct kick in that they followed and it makes no logical sense at the time. And then they'll go back and look at it and they either saw something or heard something that they didn't even pick up that they saw or heard, but they just went to a straight gut instinct of like, get out of here. And he was like, for women especially, that instinct is the most powerful asset you have. Like that has been honed in over centuries because you're not as physically strong as men to have much higher perception of the risk of scenarios so if you have a gut moment of like i don't want to do this i don't want to get in the car with him or i don't want to go here or i don't want to whatever i don't want to take this street Mm. always follow that even if it it. doesn't logically make any sense and even even if they're gonna think you're crazy yes even if it's impolite or rude or it Mm. makes you look weird or it makes you look off always follow that because there's probably a lot of like cognitive stuff going on in your brain that hasn't quite been put together yet yeah that's making you feel like that it's not you being paranoid Mm. you know i feel like there's one guy guy that gets offended Yeah. yeah because you know you're insinuating you don't trust him what right does he have to be trusted like yeah yeah I feel so sad now. I feel sad too. Yeah. Like, I feel like I'm going to cry. It <sighs> is just disgusting. Like, it just makes me feel sick. And I just the amount of women that this has happened to now, it's just fucking... Mm. It's just beyond... It's joke. funny. I was reading statistics and it said something like... Well, I should have noted it down, but it said something like 27% of women say that they've been a victim of sexual assault in their lives. And I was like, the, the number is so much higher than that. Do you think? It's, yeah, yeah. It's 27% who have come forward. Yes. So and think that's of how still many insane. who have That's one in four. Like, yeah. That's, yeah. But talk to anyone. Yes. Every single – like, I don't know how many guys listen to this podcast, so you worry about it being, like, preaching to the choir. But it's, like, yeah, yeah. every single girl. But also, like, I girl. feel like we, we all want to – we all want to hear this anyway, like, because we're all fucking thinking it. Exactly. It's like that Hannah Gadsby thing, how she was, like – um. 
She was like, I don't hate men, but I'm scared of men. I'm scared of being in a room that's majority men. And if you think that's unusual, you're not talking to the women in your life. Yes. I was like, that's literally it. I was like, every single woman I know has five to ten fucked up stories ranging from like full-blown sexual assault mm. to a very, very weird occurrence to like when I was like, I, it's like that thing where you don't, it's not until you look back that you realize how fucked up things were. Like when me oh, and yeah. my best friend used to work to the sh- walk to the shops when we were in Perth and I would stay at her house, we would get grown men in youths like slowing down to two dust and your stuff out the window. And we were literally like 12 and 13 years old. Like, that's literally a child. Yeah. Like it's such, and we just beca- so we crazy. became used. To, we weren't even like, oh my god, we were just like, ha ha ha, so funny. Like it made you really aware of your like sexuality really early on before you even knew. Oh what yeah, it was. when I started, like, yeah, when I started getting boobs, I felt so 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 conscious of them, and I'm still. I've always been. I I'm quite like confused by. I mean, it's fine if you feel like this, but I'm just so not one of those women who is fine with men looking at her on the street yeah like it actually makes me feel physically ill this is so interesting because i wanted to talk a while back about and i forgot to bring up that i wore like we're very like quote unquote fashiony where we wear like boys clothes yeah like like you know cropped black pants with a big oversized shirt and like jeans and a bad <laughs> you're just wearing that right now literally right now like think of anything else to say. i know but i'm like we wear this yeah. stuff that's not like sexy by any measure like you yeah, don't really wearing, wear dresses or, you're wearing cropped black jeans and a massive baggy shirt and i'm wearing yeah. baggy jeans and a t-shirt and a t-shirt like we're never dressed in like a sexy way like we mm-hmm. don't really wear like mini dresses or mini skirts or whatever and I wore like this black leather skirt that I had that I hadn't worn in ages and I was like oh like I love this and it's like a mini skirt like a Mm. short skirt I wore it to work like it's appropriate enough for work but whatever and just that day I just had this like getting lunch everything like walking up the stairs holding it down the way that men looked at me and interacted with me it was literally like the world shifted and I was occupying a different planet like that sounds so dramatic but that's what it was like that's how I feel when I'm in a bikini yeah yeah makes me feel like quite sick I went yesterday I was with my sister and her girlfriend and I went to the bathroom by myself and I felt so self-conscious that I put my hand up to my face to yes. cover my boobs. Yeah, right. Like, I was, like, had my hand on my At face as if I was, like, picking yeah. on something on my face or, like, just playing with my hair so that it covered my breasts. Yes. Like, that's just crazy. It's crazy. It was – I was, like, I'm never, ever going to wear that again because the difference it made in the, like, people leering at you mm. and people, like – I don't know. I, it's so hard to describe. And even, like, do you remember when we were at Fashion Week and I wore that – I literally wore a blazer but with mm. – no shirt under it but it was like it was work like it was definitely not slutty i have no boobs so like it was like a very demure yeah. look and i think like when i was sitting on the train the way i sat it kind of the blazer fell forward so you could kind of see like the outline Half, of my yeah. bra or yeah. something and this old man literally just stopped and like he literally just stopped and was like staring at my Makes tits like it was insane. so angry and i'm like i'm 25 years old i'm going to work at like a prestigious event in this like career that you know i'm like why the fuck do i have to cop this on the way to work like and the woman next to me was like oh my god that guy's so gross and i was like yeah and we were both like staring at him like dude and then he just kind of like scuttled off and she was like but you should wear like you should be more careful like oh you fuck. can kind of see your bra in that and she was like our age and i was like oh okay oh and my god that makes my me like mad. my like friend to but my also enemy, what makes me 
mad is the fact that when that happens, we feel rage. Like, you would have felt so, so, so angry. But still, what the fuck are we going to do? Like, what are you going to do? Are you going to yell at it? But I also then felt stupid as well afterwards. Like, I was like, why did I wear this? I should have worn, like, a blah, blah. Like, you still... Because they're so blatant with it. You, You... Whether you are conscious of it or not, you still have those parts of your brain that are, like... You shouldn't have done that. This mm-hmm. doesn't happen when you wear this, 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 and this. I feel when this happens to me, I feel so frustrated that I can't do anything. Yeah. Because I want to, like, like, yes, you could yell back, but the only kind of effect that would have is them looking at you like you're, like, they wouldn't, when you have men like that, they're not gonna. I feel like, like for some people, it's just a lost cause. Like, like the people commenting in the comment section of yes. my my friend's Instagram. It's like there's no point even fighting back with you because you're not going to get into their brain. So if you yell back, you're just going to look like a psycho. Well, think to everyone else on the train. It's just silence. Then some woman just yells like, "Fuck off!" Like they're going to be like, "Who's this weird woman?" Like, yeah, you know, because that what they're doing is silent, and it, that's why it's so sinister. Because it's like it's only perceptible to you. It's very subtle. Like. You can see it and you can feel it on you, but no one else can really see it. So if you fight back, you're going to look like the ir- – like, it's kind of designed so that you can't fight back. That's the nature of the thing. Yeah. I was trying – I was. I'd thought of another one recently. Oh, yeah, when I was at the beach in Perth and me and my mum got up to leave and there was this fucking gross dude super close to us and he just had his camera phone out. Like, his camera phone <laughs> His camera like 2013, phone. His phone out, but was obviously taking pictures of me, like, oh my god, in my, oh my bikini. God, that makes me feel sick. But it was so obvious, obvious that we were taken aback. Like we, it was so obvious what he was doing, but we kind of but packed you, up yeah, our and stuff and we're like, wait, what? And then mom was like, oh my god, and we're like, we need to go back and like yell at him. But then it was too far to go back, and it was like super bizarre and i was like i feel I like that think... happens a lot where you where you realize straight afterwards yes how fucked the situation was and you want to say something but it's it's past you're too shocked in the moment afterwards you just feel so dirty and gross and not knowing yeah, that you have absolutely. no idea where those pictures would be and just to put someone through that when you, you're no idea what just they're gonna do with those public photos. place at 4 p.m you know like mm. This is the part that I've wanted to talk actually a bit. I'm wondering if you have a, if you have a thought on this about whether like fashion has shifted to accommodate this. And that's why it is very trendy now to be very like layered and man repellery and like what's fashionable now is like I think big fact- baggy silhouettes and like it's, it's not super cool quote unquote to wear like sexy stuff or whatever i think the fact that it's called man repeller is saying something um i'm not sure because i i really don't i don't think it's a conscious thing yes but i definitely feel a lot more comfortable in clothes like this exactly and it's that thing where it's like of course women should be able to wear whatever they want to wear but i think we don't wear certain things because it's just not worth the effort of batting off Mm. fucking rank men yeah and like, having yeah, our days definitely I'm being hassled, yeah. Never, ever, 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 ever wear short things. No. And you tried on a really nice dress once, remember? And your boobs looked amazing. And you're just like, I just won't wear this. So I'll just be too self-conscious every time I wear it. Yeah. Because it was like full cleave. So we had a whole another topic in the bag. But I feel like there's no point cutting 
cutting our sh- ourselves short when like no I, I'm, I'm very impassioned by this me like too. and you are too obviously it's like this is a really important topic and i think we shouldn't lose steam on it just because it's happening a lot like we yeah also yeah. because we feel like we need to put in a different topic when we both feel like we're gonna cry because this girl got murdered and i also kind of want to just touch on one other thing that someone asked me the other day why i see a psych and yeah. I haven't seen a psych in, like, I haven't gone to her in a while, mostly mm. because I can't really afford it. Um, <laughs> it was kind of funny because we don't talk about, like, no one talks about everything they go through. But I think that when me and you talk and we say, oh, one time there was a guy who followed me home on a Tinder date and I thought he was weird. Or one time there was a guy filming yeah. me on the beach. It sounds like that's the worst thing that's ever happened to us. Yes. And I just want to put it out there and say that's not. Like, nowhere no. near the worst thing that's ever happened to us. But that's the things we feel comfortable talking about. And so I don't want anyone to ever be like, oh, there's these two girls sitting and talking on a podcast about, like, sexual assault. And things they don't, I don't know, things they don't know about, but it's like so many women only open up about what's comfortable yes. for them to open up what about. What a huge thing to talk publicly about what would is the most harrowing experience of your mm. entire life. There is absolutely no onus on women to fucking open up and no. discuss that. Yeah. But yeah, like there's a lot that goes on that so many people would never know about. And I feel like that's another huge thing we need to factor in. Is huge, like it's yeah. it'll be so much more than that whatever twenty seven percent of people have come forward. Yes. Like I mean just it's that thing as well of like if it's happened to you, you've got to find the right balance of not having any shame attached to telling people in that don't carry it on your own because that's so mm. you're never going to be able to move forward if you carry it all on your own and you feel any sense of responsibility or shame but at the same time you have no obligation to share it with anyone that you're not willing to yeah, share exactly. it with. Yeah, exactly. When the Me Too era happened, I was like, oh, this is very confronting. Yes. And I feel like people need to know that – I feel like women need to know that you – yeah, you – you have the right to do whatever you want to do with your sorrow. But I feel like men, if there's yes. any, Zach is the yes. only male that listens yeah. to our podcast. <laughs> and he's heard all this before. And he's heard all this a thousand times. Yeah. You know, there's so much that women go through that you don't ever hear about. A hundred percent. These stories are like the reason we're talking about these stories and the reason that everyone's talking about these stories is because we all fucking relate. Yes. Like, and the fact that we relate to a woman being murdered is fucking crazy. A hundred percent. And the fact that like, to me, I'm like, I'm not like that could have been me and that like there's times where that nearly happened or whatever, but I'm like that's there is nothing that separates Grace Mullane from us or any girl we know. Yeah. Like she mm. I don't know. So I don't know how to finish this. I know, this was a serious one, yeah. but I feel like it's a really important Yeah, me too. Topic. Yeah. And also I feel kind of like this was therapeutic. Yes. And good. Yes. Right? Yes. Do you feel like that? I yes. feel like I'm still going to cry, but I feel I like it was good to talk about. Yeah. I think with when these things happen, you have a weird, like, you feel like you can't be genuinely upset because you don't know them and it's so detached from you, but, like, it has such a huge emotional yeah. toll on you and well, you carry it for days with... and days and days, but feel like you can't talk about it because it sounds like you're being... Dramatic, dramatic or, or self-obsessed or yeah where it's like this when you have had all these experiences this happening and it feeling literally so close to you mm. it's it's quite like traumatic this is a little different but like that's how i felt when heaps of people were like when chris dawson got arrested yeah heaps of people were like how like 
is this a great day for you? And I was like, oh, this this just feels so weird and self-involved that people are bringing this to me who's <laughs> yeah. never met this woman and yeah. who knows nothing about her. But in reality, I cried three times that day because all I was thinking about was this young woman who lost her life. Yeah, and it's like, just I'm not a- trying to relate myself to, to her or know her story or know anything about her family. And it seems kind of stupid that I got so involved with this one person but it's not even about like it's not specifically about her it's about the fact that this happened and this man this like i don't know allegedly this egotistical narcissistic person got away with doing that to someone yes because she was an inconvenience in his life like that's how he saw (laughs) her as like being like a couch that you no longer like yeah it doesn't fit with your decor and it's easier to do that and it's easier to do that than go through like a a fucking case file episode where the guy was heavily heavily religious and obviously in religion it's um you don't get divorced so he killed her so literally that's what jesus would prefer yeah (laughs) he gets to heaven he's like all good on my end (laughs) (laughs) sounds good to me yeah no divorce perfect oh it's so it just it it's like a reminder of um how rarely these things result in just a basic level of justice mm. that it was yeah. like women were singing in the street about Chris Dawson because that's how often men get away with doing things that like anyone with half a fucking brain cell can see what happened. Yeah. You know? And even then it doesn't happen. It's yeah. Okay, so rate review yeah. no jokes. <laughs> um don't do any of that. Just go home and play this episode to any man in your life or and don't be Get them to read up on things. Don't be afraid to be the. Just because a dude sees you as naggy because you call him out on bullshit doesn't make you a nag. No, like he's not just right because he says it. Like it, you calling out someone on just having a basic level of human decency for women isn't you being naggy or bitchy or dramatic or annoying. Yeah, like that's just you being a normal human being. And if a guy has a problem with it, it's literally his problem. Yeah, so let's all go and think about grace and try to make a difference. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking hell. Uh, Bye, Bye. everyone. (laughs) Thank you for listening. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag? Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.